Yo, what's up and welcome to another squeaky chair confessional. We are joined tonight by a lovely chorus of crickets, a humming ceiling fan, and the occasional rat-a-tat-tat of what we assume are fireworks, but could very well easily be bullets. <laughs> um, yeah. Um... Welcome. It's been so long. I think the last post that I did was about um, finishing up the master cleanse. I was entering into the ease out period. Let me tell you, I did it wrong. The way that they tell you not to do the ease out phase is how I did it. Um, and it's not because I'm rebellious. That's not why. It's just because um, I, I, I think I said to read anyone that I've suggested the master cleanse do in my own personal circle, I've recommended do not go on YouTube and look up people doing the master cleanse. They do some ridiculous things. Don't do that. Um, YouTube is not my first go-to for information. It's where I go to when I need to see someone um, illustrating and acting out the information that I've already learned from reputable sources. Then I need to see it in action. That's where I go to for that. I know a lot of people think that uh, YouTube is, when I say a lot of people, I mean in my family, my daughter especially, think that YouTube is my first stop for information. Um, occasionally it is when I need to know a direction to go in, but, um, reading, you, you gotta, in all thine getting, get an understanding. You have got to read if you really, 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 um, want valid and helpful information and information that sticks and stays in your brain and lasts. So I am an advocate for reading uh, the instructions and the literature that goes along with the master cleanse. Pero, at some point, <laughs> I I think I read the ease-in phase. No, think. I did. I read the ease-in phase. I read all about the master cleanse. I had a good, um, a good point of view of how to go about doing it. Uh, what I did not read was the ease out phase because I assumed it was the same as the ease in period. I assumed it was just going to be like a slow, um, a slow reemergence of food, like transitioning back onto food. So it would just be like the fasting in reverse and it is not. Like day one of the ease out phase, you're only supposed to drink fresh squeezed orange juice. Well, um, I live, uh, I, I don't live around any stores with fresh fruit in walking distance. Um, and I also want to say my budget, I, for my budget for master cleanse, I um, needed to buy more organic lemons and more maple syrup and more. And so 
had I known about the fresh squeezed orange juice thing, I probably would have bought a bag of orange oranges instead of instead of all of the lemons I bought. Um, yeah, I would have had a plan for it, but I didn't. And so when it came along, I had uh, two little uh, two little juiced veggie shots with probiotics in it. And so day one, I thought this is just gonna have to work. The first one was like orange and ginger and turmeric and cayenne and some other things. And so I had that. And then I think I had a beet one that I had the next day. But because I had that, and I think I started like the digestive process for myself, I was extremely hungry. And so it would have been key, nay, clutch, to have that OJ to give me the burst of energy and so then I thought well I have all of these lemons why don't I just juice the lemons and you know do the maple syrup or whatever to take up for to make up for the absence of oranges but my body was like not feeling that it was like you're done we're over this like let's move on and so I want to say I um, was making myself just kind of a hot ginger drink and there was there was a bag of barbecue chips on the table that all throughout the cleanse I had been looking at like oh man I really want a chip um, and I am not a chip person at all like I could I could care less about chips we don't ever have to buy chips they never have to make it onto the grocery list Ever. I'm just not into them. Um, they they tire me out and so many of them have milk. I just end up reading, if I'm going to buy chips, I just end up reading a lot of chip ingredients. And so I've gotten it narrowed down to the kind that don't have milk in them. And even then I have to read the ingredients because people are always changing their recipes and deciding to just slide in some dairy to make it a new improved little recipe and so there's only really like two kinds of chips that come into my house and they're barbecue chips and plain chips um but i'm really i don't really dig them i can do without them but throughout the cleanse i just kept looking at these chips like wanting them each time i walked past the table i wanted to grab them and you're like then put them away but i needed them to be easily accessed by my daughter for when she was making herself lunch or whatever. Um, so I'm in my kitchen and I'm trying to just do some dishes and figure out what I'm gonna do about this. And I look over and I decide to have a chip. And so I had a chip and it tasted so good, so good that I had another chip and that was amazing. So I had another chip and then another chip and I'm digging in the bag quicker and quicker and then it goes from just having one chip to like I've got two or three in my hand to like four or five to that thing where you've got like a legit chip sandwich between your forefinger and your thumb and now you're just shoveling them into your mouth. Oh my gosh, it was so ridiculous and I was like, this is gonna hurt later. <laughs> 
And so I wrapped it up and now I put it up on a high shelf because mama's eaten again. So we're going to just put these away. So put them away and then go back to doing my dishes. But every five seconds I'm whipping around like, ooh, I want another chip. Oh, right. I put those up because I don't need to have chips. Okay. So got myself through that moment. And then I think I had popcorn later on after that and it was one of those things of like just gonna have a few little kernels um to like I think I did just like a whole handful and was like nah we're not gonna do this and then I was just by that point starving and so I had a um burrito that I had made and uh put into the freezer I had pre-made three burritos um, and put them in the freezer for after the, after the cleanse, this is what I was going to eat. And so I went ahead and put one in the oven, like, I'm just going to have half, but I went ahead and I had the whole thing. And so then the next morning, of course, I'm really, really hungry. And here's the reason why you don't want to, um, jump back on the food too fast. And when I was reading about it, like nausea, uh, constipation, um, like acid reflux, all of these different ailments that I felt like I could handle on a, in a natural capacity. Like, oh, okay, I know, like, I've got ginger for stomach upset, and I drink a lot of water anyway, so I'm probably not going to get constipated, and, um, you know, like, I just had all of these different little, I know how to deal with heartburn, like, all of these different things within myself, and, um, I, I didn't get sick, I didn't get heartburn, I did get indigestion, though, where it felt like, um, I got the hiccups really bad a couple of times, um, where it hurt, where it felt like the food just would not move all the way down my esophagus, like it was just stuck, like my body was not accepting it, and I would hiccup, and it hurt so bad, um, and then I got really, really, really constipated, really constipated, um, no amount of water in the world, or, um, yeah, it was just really awful, and I'm just now, and it's probably also kind of the reason why I've just not been recording anything, um, and as soon as food came back in, I got extremely fatigued, like, extremely fatigued, and, um, there was a lot going on in life, just, like, um, just like trying to, life was just, you know, when you make declarations about your life or your purpose or where you're going, then, um, a lot of things will come to test you in that. And I was tested in, uh, so many different ways. Um, my, my housing was threatened, like, just all of my resources started to be threatened and it was just like uh 
a two-week period of just like um hell's fury just being thrown at me um and so that was not really giving me time to think clearly about uh, the food that was going into my body. And so when I was not dealing with these things, really after the cleanse, I actually began to eat worse than I ate before the cleanse. Like I was a healthier eater before the cleanse than after the cleanse because I just kind of had to make do with whatever was around and whatever was in my environment. I had to spend um, all of my all of my resources on um, handling these situations that were being thrown at me, and so uh, there was no t no physical time or money to go and create better solutions for myself food wise, um, and just yeah, it was just. A lot of stuff happening and I just really 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 was very grateful to the cleanse happening before because I felt like I had a lot of a lot of spiritual strength from just uh, fasting and then going into this cleanse like I felt very light and buoyant but then the addition of food was just like something just really heavy. I felt grounded and not in a good way. Like um, like not, you know, someone standing out in nature under a tree. Like, I feel so grounded. Like, no, like grounded like a plane that cannot leave the runway. That was me. Um, and I was just so fatigued and so exhausted and just trying to fight what felt like a spiritual war um, on my livelihood and my sanity and my future and everything that I was trying to build. And so I just had to really, really, really just go deep within my within myself and uh, pray a lot meditate on the word a lot um uh god had lots of early morning conversations with me and by that i mean he listened <laughs> and then there was like there were intense times of prayer and then intense times of just trying to listen like not just in in the American gospel black church there and just in church in general there's this new phenomenon that has happened where you kind of just yell at God and order God around and command him to manifest things in your life and you're encouraged to do it like you know like a church service is like I want my blessing now and then like the church might just yell now 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 and you're like reaching up and pulling down from heaven these blessings you're pulling down your new car and you're pulling down your million million dollar business and you're pulling down like your fly husband your fly wife and um for my family 
Um, and when I say my family, because I come from a, a, a kind of large family on both sides, when I say my family, I'm very much talking about like the little nuclear family, the little like inside circle, um, you know, my, my siblings, my two, um, blood-born siblings and I say that because I have um I have stepbrothers and stepsisters who we love each other um but when it comes to how I was raised these are these are the people that I'm talking about because they shared experiences shared teaching um and there are things that are embedded in us that weren't embedded in different members of the family just as there are things that and ideals that were embedded in different members of my family and their nucleus that was not embedded in my sister my brother and myself um so at this time the family that I'm speaking on is my sister and I it just never resonated with us and for us it's the same this like name it claim it movement of pulling things down from heaven um, seemed like uh, if my child came into the room and said, um, Mom, I want candy. And not just any candy, Mom. I want a ring pop. I want this ring pop to be sour apple. I want it to be green. I want it to shine, outshine all the other ring pops. I want it to be bling bling for real, mom. And I want it now, mom. Now. Get it now. Get it now. I want it now. And I'm just like, no. And she's just like yelling at me. Now, now, now. Like you would lose your mind and beat this kid. Like, sorry, I'm from Oklahoma. We spank our children. I don't because I'm just like, I don't know, but she might, she knows, like, there's still a possibility. We've not outgrown this portion of life, of discipline. Like, I don't feel that it's necessary to discipline you in this way. I feel like we can talk and come to terms with some things, but, you know, we can, we can also do things a different way if we need to. And that, I just, I'm not open to hearing any, uh, dialogue on that because as I said I do not I do not spank or whip my child but I also do not look down upon the person who may in the future be called upon to discipline her child in such a way especially especially if it keeps you on the path of life and making right decisions I'm not above it sis I'm not above it I digress. Um, but yeah, it just always felt like spoiled children yelling at their parents like the little girl from Oompa Loompa, give it to me. Like that's what the church movement has turned into and it's not biblical um, and it was not ever something that we could abide by and so we were always trying to kind of like quietly pray and like quietly listen to the Lord and then you know people would attack us and tell us that we weren't like reaching for our breakthrough and we were being too timid with God and you know different things and we eventually left that place hallelujah um, and so being 
um, back in this space that this trial testing and trials um, that happen like people often say like why does God allow bad things to happen to good people and a merciful God would not um, and the thing is is that like when you are in these trial times like it kind of pulls you to the heart of God like you know like people that have no type of spirituality in their life whatsoever like if uh you know, if a loved one is about to die, that's suddenly when you hear the person that's never prayed before is suddenly like, God, are you there? It's me, Margaret. Um, <laughs> but you know, like there's just so these, but when you're, um, when you are spiritually led and you are a child of God that believes in him wholeheartedly, then these testings and these trials, though he allowed them, did not cause them, but allowed them to happen, often bring you back to him really close to just, you know, ask for guidance, which is what I was doing. Uh, which way do I go? God, what do you want me to do? This is what I need. And then being quiet to listen because it's a dialogue um, and it's a leading. It's not just you shouting at a void and then getting mad because you don't hear anything back. Like the word says to be still and know for a reason. Because a lot of times, you know, and I say it too. People say it. Um, God spoke to me and people will have like full on like God spoke to me and he said, David, this is what I want you to do, David. Go here and do this and blah, 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 and la, la, la. Um, they will have just full-on conversations with God. Um, for me, it, it happens more and I think is more biblically sound that be still and know. It's like a knowing when you're so quiet, when you're so quiet, then you can hear the still small voice within that's just like, go this way, do this thing. Here's the answer. And you know it, you know, within your heart, you know, within everything, not in your heart, but in your spirit, in your being, every fiber of your being, you know, like, this is the answer. This is the way. This is the path, and it's not some big looming voice from heaven, and it's not some audible dialogue within your head. It's just this thing where you just know. Um, and so that's, you know, it was, I was very much out of practice of just having that dialogue and that relationship and that communion with God. And the cleanse, I think, really, really set me up for that time because, like, I was, my spirit was so buoyant and I was so, um, I was, I was just so open to, so open to what was next that it was, you know, just bobbing and weaving. Nothing that life was throwing at me had me, like, breaking down in tears at all. And um, I know that 
people were kind of, you know, checking in like, hey, how you doing? I don't want you to be worried. And I'm like, I'm not worried at all. Like, I, I am good. Okay, don't get depressed. I'm not depressed. Like, there's nothing in me that's sad right now. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just doing that. And I'm just believing this. And I'm just going for it. Um, and it was just funny. One person just consistently kept trying to build me up. And it was just like, dude, I'm hyped. Like, I'm good. Um, my, my faith is, is there. It's set there. Like there's nothing about this that, um, makes me buy into it being the plan for my life. And it, it all worked out. It all worked out. And the, the timing and the way that God had me to go and, and, also answer in answer to the prayers and the petition that I, I put forth to him. And it was interesting because I felt like so many things were revealed. And here's another thing. When it comes to hearing from God, that Bible, that word of God, that's how he speaks to you. Like you can ask a direct question and then open the Bible and there's a scripture or a chapter or a story that is answering exactly that need. And so that's uh, one huge way that um, God talks to you. So just don't feel like a weirdo if you're not hearing a big audible voice within yourself that's got your sense of humor and you know and you can somehow distinguish it from your own thoughts and know that it's God and like the people that come out with you know speaking King James God because King James God is just that King James interpreting the word of God in his language like it's not God does not, he's not going to talk to me in a yay, lo, behold, therefore, hitherto, like, that's not, that's, our God is a now God, he's not going to speak to me in old English, <laughs> so, and you have a lot of people that are really good at faking the funk when it comes to the way um, a, I, I struggle for a word for it. I reject, uh, Christian, um, because it is a, a, a man-made concept, um, and, a believer has, um, has taken on a pretty, like, um, ugly tone as well in what's represented as a believer. So a child of God, I think is a good, is a good little, um, is a good way to define myself. My identity is in Christ. Um, and as a child of God, uh, led by the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, so that's a whole bunch of weirdness for you in one sentence, yeah? But the amazing thing has been all of the teachings that have been on this path that have just been, it's just like one step after the next. And I feel like I started on this journey, um, 
on, I think, May 23rd. Actually, I tried to start this journey in October, um, but it was just, I don't know. I will, I'll probably release those at some point, but when I started on May 23rd, it was much like this, just me rambling. Um, I would like to be more focused and pray that I can be in the near future, but um, when I started it, it's just really funny. I declared all of these things about myself and slowly but surely all of these things have been stripped from me. Like, that's not your identity. That's not who you are either. Nope, that's not you either. That's not you either. And in this time of just like struggle, I have been revealed to myself, which is so cool. Like, remember this girl? Remember this person? Remember this dream? Remember these things? And it's just been... Uh, so uplifting and refreshing to see that um, the dreams that I have in my heart right now that I didn't just wake up, you know, a month ago and say, I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to have a farm. I'm going to, like learn this medicine and I'm going to do these things and I'm going to create this like that it's not a new thing but like no 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 look at who you are look at who you've always been um and see purpose working intentionally in your life regardless of any of the mishaps and mistakes that you uh, feel that you have made and I'm I've always been really fortunate to have the dots connected really quickly in my journey where I can look back and see like oh that's why I learned that um for now like when I worked for nearly five years in gastroenterology and I would just ask God all the time because there were just so many gross things that I had to put up with. Um, you know, like I spent all day talking about interpreting, reviewing people's like bodily functions, um, from both ends of their body <laughs> as a normal thing. And then anytime someone uh, found out that I worked in gastroenterology and then I explained to them what gastroenterology was, then I would get to hear about strangers' um, bodily functions. Uh, just people you wouldn't expect. I've been on uh, dinner dates <laughs> with people and ended up talking to the person about their poop and whether or not it's normal and whether or not uh, their father or whoever should have a colonoscopy and just different things. And I remember I would just ask all the time, every day, it seemed like every day, like, God, I see the point of everything else leading up to this place in life, but I do not understand 
why I work in gastroenterology. I don't understand. I don't understand what the purpose of this is. I don't understand why this has a place in my life. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand why I'm reading these medical journals. I don't know why. Am I going to go to school and be a doctor, God? Like, do you want me to do gastroenterology? Like, I did not understand. And I did not come to understand until three years later when my mom was diagnosed with colon cancer. And um, then, you know, like, it just kind of swept through my family. Just, I was able to go in that moment, oh, this is why. And I was able to maneuver through that time with so much more grace. And so I am not one that can ever look at a test or a trial as God hates me or um, FML. Um, I'm just, I'm I'm not. I I did go through a period, I think, when I would, you know, FML all the time. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Why me? Why me? Of course me. Why me? Of course me. Why not me? You know, and I have this stupid saying of, it's just my turn. Like, if anybody was having a bad day, and maybe it wasn't a stupid thing, but if they were just like, why? Why is this happening to me? Blah, 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 blah. Like, my thing was like, dude, chill out, relax. It's just your turn today. You're going to make it through. Like, it was that person's turn yesterday. And look at them. They're smiling and they're good. It's just your turn. You're going to get through this. You're going to learn something new. And it's going to be somebody else's turn tomorrow to just be completely screwed over. Um, and the way you make it through this today, you'll be able to help them through. Help them to realize it. I think I said this for years. Whenever things went wrong, it's just my turn. That's all. And now I probably see more truth in that. Like it's my, it's my time. It's my time to, to learn, to draw closer to God, to be prepared for the next phase. Because the testing and the trial that you're in right now, how you get through it is often just that, a test, a phase that is setting you up for the full on like final of all finals. And so this little practice test, how you do on it is going to greatly impact the way you move through the final, the final exam and how you prepare through this. Because when you are in that moment, you're going to remember this moment. You're going to remember and if you don't have the right perspective, like at one point throughout everything that I was going through, I said, like, this is the same thing that I went through five years ago, except now it's a hundred times worse. Like, there's so much more at stake now than there was five years ago. And then saying that out loud, I just had to call BS on that. Like, no, there's not more at stake now than there was at stake then like the same lessons that I learned then can help me overcome this now and it instead of going down this negative way of you're gonna lose everything <laughs> like you thought you you thought you beat homelessness before <laughs> get ready to live in your non-working vehicle um and it was just like no wait 
you know, like, yeah, this is reminiscent, you know, the thinking was, this is reminiscent of five years ago. What did you do during that phase to get through? And it was just like, oh, I did this, that, and the other. And it was like, what didn't you do? What were the, the mistakes that you made? And it was like, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I should have done this. And it was just like, okay, do that this time. And it was easy peasy, lemon breezy. Like, and it was just easy to walk through. Um, and I feel like I leveled up. I think I might have, like, said that on here. And I don't really, like, I started recording, uh, I started recording earlier, and it turned into this whole, like, diatribe on poverty. And I feel like at, at some point, I will need to just like break it down and say all of the things that I went through and struggled with. But right now, I am just staying focused on the end, on the end result. And I cannot get distracted by the tackle or the test or the trial that happened yesterday like I have to dust that off and march towards the the call the the leading into destiny into purpose and I know that there will come a time where I'll say like oh I went through this I went through this I went through this I went through this but right now is not that time right now is the time to um to proclaim the goodness of the Lord and his mercy and his grace and his glory in my life because when I get to this all glory all glory is to God now and will be to God when I get to this result. And so I'm not going to get lost in the tricks and the trappings. Um, there was Michelle Williams sang a song. She covered a song that we used to listen to by Sounds of Blackness um, called Be Optimistic. Optimist optimistic optimism it's so important it is the fuel for your tank um and it's oftentimes foolish i have this really annoying capacity to look on the bright side of things no matter <laughs> how dark and i've annoyed many a friend with that ability but it's just how my brain is wired um and so I can't look down right now. I can't look down right now. Like, when I get to the top, I'll be able to appreciate the view. But looking down at, looking down and is not, is not life for me at this moment. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Be optimistic. 
So, um, yeah, that's what I'm on these days. And I want to come on and I want to be like all like, hey guys, it's me. I'm full of light and love. But, you know, that destruction is creation. Creation is destruction. Like, things have to be torn down. Things have to be broken up. Things have to fall apart for new life to spring forth. And so that's just me right now. I'm fully, fully, fully like... I've been in the destruct phase <laughs> for so long and now I feel like I'm in the germinating phase where I'm just in that little warm, little uh, dark, damp place waiting for the sprout to break forth. Um, and maybe I'll even say I'm sprouted. I feel like I've maybe made this analogy before, but I'm going to say there's a little, there's a little sprout. There's a sprout of life there and... I'm just excited to be planted. And so still looking for still looking for home. Housing is secure at the moment. Um but still trying to determine if where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. Happy to happy to be here if it's where I'm supposed to be. Um so I'm still just waiting for the for the direction on that. But for the meantime, this week, housing is secure. Um, my lease is over at the end of the month. And so I really need to make a good solid decision on whether or not I am renewing or moving on. Um, yeah. And this week I kind of gave myself a break from, from doing that thinking. So that is going to be on the table for this week. I'm set to start um, a job on Thursday. It's going to be interesting. Um, my daughter's not really feeling me going out and mingling with the world through all that's going on, and I get that. Um, so I'm being mindful of any anxiety that may be caused there and trying to see if there's another option that presents itself that allows me to stay indoors, but... The way the U.S. Um, economy and belief system is going is uh, if you're oh the same way capitalism has always worked if you're if you're poor you're expendable and so for um, people that are well off they're encouraged to shelter in place and people that are not are encouraged to get out and get that economy going again so um, yeah that's. That's where I am with that. And I don't know. Maybe, how did this get to be 43 minutes? I don't even know what I said. And I apologize because I know I'm not going to go through and edit it and listen to it. But I'm just going to throw it out there for you. 
Um, or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll go and record something so much happier and zippy and zingy and give that to you instead. Um, yeah, I really need to dust this room in here. It could just be because the ceiling fan is on, but I feel a little, a little dry. Um, so I should probably call it a night, but just be still and know. And remember to look up. And I don't mean like, I mean, unless you have to physically look up, but, um, look on the, look on the brighter things, on the brighter side of things. Um, and if you can't do that, then look to your dreams, no matter how ridiculous they seem in your head. Like there is something within you that has been a desire or an inkling or something that you're just really super talented at since you were a child that you can just lose yourself into. Like do those things. That's what I mean by look, look on the brighter side of things. Lose yourself in that. Let go of the fear-based politics and the fear-based um, agendas because we're in a we're in a new world right now we're in a new world we're in a new age and that's not going to change that's not going to change but what you do could change the world could change it could change things um, could change someone's life could impact someone wholly different, could be salvation for someone else. So just look to those things to guide you and, you know, to your own hands to be the creative force of what you need in your life. Um, and acknowledge the Spirit of God. Acknowledge Him in all thy ways. Acknowledge Him and He will hear you. And he will bless you and he'll show you his hand and you'll hear the voice um, and wisdom. She'll speak to you. She'll tell you. She'll urge you, you know, and the Holy Spirit will will comfort you and pray on your behalf. So just be encouraged. And yeah, that's it. I hope I record something happier, but I'm probably just gonna publish this um, because I need to get back in the swing of things. Uh, thanks for, for hanging in. I know that um, I see listeners in Ireland now and uh, Norway and the US and Germany and I appreciate you all, and I hope that I'm able to bring some light to your life. And I hope that uh, in the very near future, I will have even more things. Ooh, I'll end on a happy note. Walking down the street today to go to the little store that has been closing at irregular hours and was closed and made me want to cuss out the whole world, um, I saw what looks like a, the beginnings of either a community garden or a renegade garden or um, I'm just excited and I'm like if that's why I'm still here like I am here for it so 
I will be checking out that scene and letting you know what's up and seeing how I can creep on in there too, if that is what it is. Um, if it is for me to stay in uh, my, lo my current location, then I am going to just, uh, I'm going to get some things in the ground here. And I might not ask for permission. I might just do it um, and just do it in a pretty enough way to where it doesn't matter. I feel like I'm going to um, food and such. I'll probably keep to self-watering systems and aquaponic systems and hydroponic systems indoors because um, I, I need something movable. But on the outdoors, I think I'm going to try to in ways that I can incorporate some different, my landlord once said he and his wife are big flower people. So I think that I can do some beautification with flowers and if it looks nice enough, he won't have a big problem with it. I think he'll embrace it. Um, so if I am to stay here, then there will definitely, definitely, definitely be some things going into the ground um, I'm going to look and see. I was just thinking that the growing season was over and then I saw a post on things you can plant in late July. So it's back on. Um, yeah, so that's it. I've rambled enough probably for an hour. Thanks for hanging in with me and have a lovely, lovely evening. Love you all.